side of red or switch they die Rather the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metal town red trying to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a Podcast Welcome to this week's Urbane Legends, the internet podcast, which is the largest urban legends podcast by volume. I am one of your hosts, Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, is Monsieur Neil Herbert. Or Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Yeah, all right. Is that um, is that volume by imperial weight or metric, or doesn't it matter? Um, well, it is. Yeah, either or. Like, I mean, because I'm measuring, it do, it it really doesn't matter because no. because they're both being measured on, on the same scale, being metric same scale. or yeah. imperial, whichever one it is. Yeah, fair enough. So now this is a, a an early start for us. We've started before the uh, the English football, the soccer. Um, Indeed. So now, now I've had a little tickle. Yeah. Had you? I've had a little tickle. Yeah. What am Written I doing now? What am I doing? Touching your nose in a yeah. what does that distressing mean? manner. What does that mean? You think you're in the know on something. Oh, I'm certainly in the know, Neil. I've had a little tickle. I've put, okay. put an accumulator on. I've had a little bit of inside track. Okay. A little bit of inside information. You know, um, and I'm sure you know, you know that... Uh, you can share it with me and the listeners, because by the time they find out, it'll be too late. It'll be too late. <laughs> too late. But they'll, they'll uh, be know, able to uh, retroactively understand your powers of prediction. You know how uh, inflation's been running rife in the UK for about yeah. two years now. So, yeah. um, so you good. and you and I, we both use that black market shop, don't we, down in Portslade? Yeah, it's um, it's been set up. Like, if you know, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's been. I was going down there to get some milk. It's been set up in an abandoned national rail. Uh, station by the railway lines down in Portslade, yeah. and the guy in there, right, right. He's yeah, in the know. Yeah. He's yeah, in the know. Right. 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 Keep right. it quiet, yeah, but yeah, keep it quiet. But he, uh, he's, uh, he's got an in with some uh, Malaysian betting syndicates. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he told me a suspicious the... amount of throw-ins or something. No, he told me he told me what all the results were going to be. So I've put a little accumulator on three hundred thirty-eight to one nil. Imagine that three hundred thirty-eight. Dirty pounds right in my pocket. So uh, that twenty p you'll be putting on. I mean, that's what I put a pound on now. Oh, a pound. pound. Yeah, he encouraged me. He said, "He said, look, these risky business chances like this don't come along very often." I don't know why he said that. He's Malaysian, no. um, but I'm not going to do a Malaysian accent. No, no, you know, um, reasons. Said, you know, he said, but my cousin, he's in charge of a of a Malaysian betting syndicate. So here you go. Give me a pound. And I said, whoa, whoa, easy. He went, look, give me a pound, put a pound on, you're two pounds out, you'll be 338 pounds better. 
So I gave him the pounds and he, like, under the counter, put a, like, put a post in results, yeah, put a yeah. post-it note in my hand. So, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking to be quids in now. Not bad, is it? Little tickle, monster. Nice. Yeah. Don't gonna... mind, don't mind if I do. No, you have to let us know how that pans out. I'm a shoot. Well, I, th- I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. It's a conclusion, it's a win, obviously, but nonetheless, let's uh, let's see what happens. I guess. See what do you know what? Right, um, and this isn't something I was going to talk about, but it's just popped into my head. Um, I when I was 16, I started up a men's football team because I was precocious. Okay. Um, they didn't do like we were playing in like the lowest Sunday league, um, so it wasn't really football. It was kind of just violence. Yeah. Um, and we we only won about four games the whole season because a lot of the people who were playing were also 16 and were physically intimidated by the hungover men. Fair enough. Um, but one of the lads who played with us, uh, I say lads, he was he was a bit older than us. His name was Taz Aizan Tajundo, the Malaysian sensation, as I dubbed him. Okay. He used to be our left back. And he was studying over here at Sussex University. Hmm. And and he'd never come for a beer. And uh, we were like, yeah, fine. But he always used to play. He used to play in boots that are too small for him, so he was a bleeding feet. Hmm. Um, but I've looked him up since. He's actually now a world-renowned composer. He was studying music. He was like on an advanced, like super advanced course in Sussex about composition. And, uh, yeah, he'd now head of music at some university in Malaysia, but he's kind of played in like like his concertos, I guess, have been played like all over the world and he's been in New York and everything. Oh, fantastic. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to tap him up for a bit of a, get to see if I can get a university job. I was going to say, yeah, if you tried to get teaching, in touch. Teaching, teaching podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, imagine that. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Um, so I also wanted to update people on on because you know I mentioned that I had I didn't have enough blood, so I've been put on a yes, yeah, put on iron iron supplements, and I had slightly high cholesterol, so I've been uh, having oats as well, lots of oats. Okay. Give me oats, Joanna. Give me oats, Joanna. Oats until the morning come. I believe that's the Oats song. It's either that or a song about apartheid. I can't remember. Yeah, but um, one or the other. I've now got. Apparently, I've now got too much blood, so I'm having oh, to. There's no winning, is there? There's no winning. Like, and the thing is, You've I done think a barb surgeon. To... I think it was a stitch up because my doctor's coming round and he's siphoning off a couple of pints a day. Oh, and yeah, he won't tell. He won't tell me where it's going. Black pudding, isn't it? <laughs> could be black pudding, yeah. He could just be like s- selling it to uh, I don't know, Peter Teal to drink. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, like I'm, um, as you, I mean, you can see I've kind of like, I'm very puffy, aren't I? Got, yeah, it's got a sort of roseate. Oh, you, I don't know whether that's the very much like, screen or very much like Violet from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when she eats that thing that turns her into a, a berry. Yeah. But, f- but full of blood. Um, yeah, so that's something that's happening. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I suppose it's it's good that Better it's responded. Too, I'd rather have too much, too much too than little. too little. Yeah, well, I yeah. think that's probably about right. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily the you case. You can lose something, then, can't you? You can, yeah, and I do lose a lot anyway. 
Yeah. With what my street street fighting. Street fighting. Yeah. Always well, street you are, fighting. Your life is very much like the video game Double Dragon, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 Tussling like with that. thugs. Yep. I never take any side roads. Just no. go straight along straight that on. main street. Yeah. Sometimes Ch- up and down. Yep. Sometimes I find a bit of fruit in a box. Well, that's that always that'd good. Be good for your health. That is good for my health. Um, have you noticed? And I know this isn't a hot take, but um, so I know I noticed this year that they're like they were selling mince pies, Christmas stuff in like September. Very early September. September as early as that. Yeah, late September. They were didn't notice it that early. I did. I think probably October, November time. Certainly by November, but now yeah, pretty popular calls. But yeah, didn't quite notice it as early as September, but yeah, certainly so. So I'd like. So this is something. So I'd like to do a public service thing here, because a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners are from America. Summer's barely over by September. I know. Ridiculous. Um, And I think. Often, from what I've heard, they they think mince pies are made with meat, and so I just want to clear up, clarify, clarify mince pies. Neil, what what is the filling in a mince pie? Um, it's basically a bunch of spiced dried fruits. Um, yes. So it's got sort of cinnamon and uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the spices are, but it's it's quite medieval kind of thing, isn't it? It's yeah, and I it's just dried mixture. raisins, a bit of kind of dried, yeah. like, orange peel, that kind Depends of shit. Depends how fancy your mince pie is. I mean, you could get, like, a, you know... Nuts, if you're very yeah. fancy. Yeah, nuts. And it's that, in a, nice, in a nice short crust pastry, normally, you can yeah. get it in different pastries, uh, doused in sugar. Yeah, it's kind of very sweet, but with and with dried fruit, but with, um, yeah, like, kind of those kind of spices that you can get, cinnamon and clove and stuff like that, I guess. mm yeah. yeah, so it's so it's not. It's actually very nice with a with a hot drink, a, a tea or a coffee. Um, I quite. <laughs> if you don't like dried fruit, then you're not going to like it. But I mean, it hasn't. It isn't made of minced meat. I think it's it's fair to say. No, you want to go down. That's more of a like. Um, it's more of an East End thing, isn't it? Pie and mash. <laughs> if you want, if you want a, a pie with a load of mince in it, then you go down a pie and or mash. Or scotch, scotch pie on top. Or scotch pie, yeah. Scotch pie, like they used to have in uh, the Beano comics, which have a little hole in the top and uh, and a ring, like a, like they're wearing a crown. Nice. Or you could, uh, you know, similar but not quite the same. Go and Greg's get like a steak bake or something. Or, or I don't think they have Greg's in America, mate. Not yet. Not yet. I, mean, I, w- I would think not ever. No, no. I think <laughs> they've probably got their own um, junk food. Got plenty of that. Yeah, plenty. No, of just it. no. If you were, if you, if you were in. Um, England and wanting to, I mean, it's like because I remember sort of like bumping into a German chap in the supermarket and he was asking mm. where he could get Scotch eggs and he clearly wanted to try like this British mm. delicacy. And I was thinking, oh, it's lovely. Not depends on where you go, yeah. You know, yeah. So a Scotch egg is an egg wrapped in sausage meat, uh, wrapped in breadcrumbs. It's not, oh, not, fun. not into, I mean, in America, they have armadillo eggs, don't they? That's a barbecue thing, and that's. Sausage yeah, meat. Yeah, and I think it's also probably, it, it might well be. Um, jalapeno in the middle. I can't remember what it's called, but there's an Indian dish that's very similar as well. But I think they tend to use lamb rather than pork. And it's curry, yeah. And they've got, yeah, and yeah. it's in curry, yeah, yeah. So it's. Hey, look, it's a, it's a worldwide worldwide sensation, the, the, the egg and meat. Yes. Gala, gala pie, that's delicious. 
Well, that's that's um, that's got an unusual kind of like, and that's had to have a bit of food science with that because you've got a yolk that goes all the way through the pie. Yep. Yeah, you, have to, you have to stretch them out like um, like people used to do in the Andes with their heads, and people think they're aliens. Yeah, that's that's where they got that technology. It was a re, re, rediscovered technology like like cement, yes. which was forgotten for ages, wasn't it? I was reading somewhere. Yeah, it was the um, the Roman cement that they got mm-hmm. on the sea. It's supposedly you know it wears much better. Yeah, well, they rediscovered how to do it, but only yeah. like in the last couple hundred years. It's because it used pumice stone, it used um, oh, right. volcanic okay. stone, and so that's how they built there. It had to be rediscovered to do like good bridges. Mm. So, Neil, um, I've been thinking of doing like a, like a sort of like a like a children's Christmas uh, musical, but like. But okay. Like Hamilton, so it's like rap and that. I mean, you know, lack of qualifications on two fronts here is what I'm worried about. But yeah, absolutely. But I've written like I've written a first little bit here to to okay. one of them. If you'd like to hear it, uh, no, why not? I don't. Ha- I don't have a beat, so I'm just, just as well, keep... frankly. So and I, won't, I will not be providing one for doom, you. Doom, 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 doom. It's like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air beat, now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat. We sent him to the projects to learn to rap. Christmas is coming. The goose just got a slap. He couldn't spit a line, so we sent the fucker back. What do you reckon? Uh, I mean, it's quite a lot of swearing for a children's one. Well, it's... it's. Yeah, oh, so you're going young for the American market as well, so projects for on council estate. Yeah, yeah, I'm going for the American market. That's where the yeah, money is, That's where the money is, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough. And like, everyone here is broke. Yeah. <laughs> like, even well, if no, there's... About, Hundred people, we've got all the money. Yeah, but they're not going to like rap, are they? No, of course not. Unless it's like unless you know, it's that twee ironic chap rap stuff. Chap rap, uh, chap rap's okay. I've got nothing against it. But... Element, I know DJ. Well, I, I yeah. know I've I've met DJ Elemental a few times. He's very he's a nice guy. There's Paul. He does yes. um does a lot of work with un, uh, disabled and unprivileged kids. No, good for him. Yeah, no, actually, I think uh, chap at work knows him. He's a, he's a, he was an old school friend or something. Well, okay. Because didn't he do the um, Eat My Girl song? No. Years ago. Oh, okay. It's my no. to someone else then. Yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, that's the guy who did the Pepsi advert. Yeah, okay. Because he does some sort of... Yeah, he rips it off. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's the person he... He knows the person on that word. But, yeah. like, Paul was fine about it. Like, they did, like, a, a, a gig together and did, like, a battle rap and then sort of, you know, like, Paul's not really a very... Yeah, okay. guy. So he's oh, like, okay. So he, yeah, he invented gentleman rapping or chap rap or whatever it's called. Yeah, chap pop. Yeah. yeah, okay. Chap rap. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've I've heard some of it. I'm not lovely. And uh, one uh, some consumer news. If that's oh, okay. Well, some interest here. Firing on all fronts today. Yeah. So which which is uh, for people who don't know in the UK we have this independent consumer sort of company. Uh, it, it kind of survives because people like subscribe to it, okay. and it, it gives independent. It gives independent. It's called Witch Magazine, but it's like a website. Oh, I was going to remember you were talking about Witch yeah. or Bunny Supermarket. Yeah, yeah, and it gives uh, it gives independent sort of consumer advice. It's mm-hmm. really it's really useful. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it gives like honest reviews and all that kind of stuff. But they um, <laughs> they released something a couple of days ago, which was in the news um, about Black Friday. 
Oh, it's okay. a f- fairly recent thing in the UK. It's Amazon mainly have pushed it, and everyone else jumped on. But they, yeah, it uh, tends to be more online, doesn't it, rather than stores. They found that ninety-eight percent of products which they looked at were cheaper at other times of the year than it on. It comes as a surprise to me whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's it's become a really good marketing hook, and just yeah. you know, people want to spend a bit of money before Christmas. Um, but it always comes before payday, which is useless. Yeah, I don't know. I must suppose other people are better economising, but um, mm. or they just but, stick stick it on the card. Yeah, this is true. Pay yeah. it for next month, which you can do interest free, I suppose. So fair enough, yeah. as long as you pay it all off. Hey Neil, that's that's some good, that's some good advice from you there. I enjoyed yeah, that. There you go. It's nice. I'm seeing a side to you that I've never seen before. I'm thinking maybe you could uh, do you could front a daytime BBC consumer advice program. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going. I'm going. I'm your manager. That's some obvious homely advice. Homely <laughs> advice. <Yeah. laughs> Instead of putting the heating on, why not wear seven blankets? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guy. Um, Instead of choosing between heating and eating, I don't need that. But anyone really safe? <laughs> anyone really break into the super savings? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Or starving no, yourself and turning eight at the same time. I, and I Stay in bed it, a weekend. And go I, back reckon, to the office. I reckon it could be called Get a Deal with Neil. Yeah. Not bad. Rhymes. So that's got to be good, isn't it? Oh, for BBC Daytime TV. That's perfect. Deals with Neil's. And it could have, we'd have to get another Neil in. So I don't know. That, oh, you know, we definitely. That half your fee. Somebody with, a, you know, some amount of charisma and. Uh, Neil, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. <laughs> get him in. Well, I suspect be, he's got better things to do. He's probably with that. No, he needs someone a bit cheaper. But it could be science and consumer advice in. You basically want alliance. some middle aged guy with a bit of a twinkle in his eye and then he sort of gets. Neil Buchanan. So that could work. He could do it. He could oh, do an art. not around anymore. He could do an art thing, couldn't he? Yeah, that'd be good. I was seeing him the other day. Apparently, he's been a kid. Well, he's oh, one there of we the, go. People were thinking he he might be Banksy. Well, that was one really? of the theories. Yeah, yeah. There's no <laughs> way is there. No, absolutely not. But yeah, no, because I can't remember. <laughs> that's like a, but that's like a proper post-ironic Gen Z, like Gen Z. Oh yeah, I mean or Gen X. Was... That's a Gen X. I don't know who was was proposing that, but it, no, it was really some some newspaper article basically because he's um I think he's being sued at the moment. Um, who Banksy or New yeah. Buchanan? No Banksy. Well, unless they're one and the same. Oh. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, I think they said there was there was three names. It was like basically some geezer who was outed in the in the Daily Mail years ago. Um, some he's yeah, from Bristol, isn't he? Apparently, he's, he's definitely from Bristol. That much we know. It's been verified. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, nobody knows, and I think his first name's known because it came up in an interview with the BBC. They've been Tarquin. talking about that. It is it's Tarquin. No, I mean the, the Daily Mail um, said he was some ex-public school boy. Mm. Yeah, undoubtedly, entirely possible. No, I quite like his stuff. Oh, I don't mind it, but I mean, you'd need to be independently wealthy to be able to go around spraying graffiti without oh, any God. fixed income. Although I imagine he earns quite a bit from the well, he does now, days. but yeah. you know, but that, yeah, at the time he's probably, been around for twenty years or whatever. At least, yeah. God. I do quite like that exit through the gift shop documentary as well. Actually, Drickenies, Drickenies, like now about fifty, and he's still got like still got a longboard and stuff. I mean, like I mean, like like all street artists, yeah. <laughs> oh, sad, isn't it? Um, 
How well, do you all cling on to certain delusions? I mean, this podcast is nearly yeah. five years old now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, that that's that stuff I had to chat to run out of, um, and it's absolutely nothing to do with the thinness of this topic. No, I wouldn't have imagined I just, so. I just had a lot of stuff. Just had a lot of stuff to get off your chest. Yeah. A lot of stuff to get off my chest. If not here, yeah. where? At the bus yeah, well, stop. Exactly. At the bus stop with a can. Yeah, maybe I'll do that as well later. Well, you know, why not? Street right. therapy. Street therapy. That's um, that's one of the five promises of the of the government, isn't it? Yeah, that's, you know, street therapy. Back back to basics, healthcare. You know, you're having <laughs> having problems with your, your mental health. What's wrong just, with just shouting just, at birds? Want to just talk about it to a person who works on a till who hasn't got the training, <laughs> resources, or time to deal with your issues. <laughs> It's it's free and it's uh, you know yeah. and they literally cannot complain about it. We've just put up the minimum wage, so you know they can take on some extra responsibility. Well, exactly, yeah. It's the was it yeah that they're part of their duty. Mm. And that'll, that'll, duty. that'll shore you up so you can work from home. Everyone's 100%. a winner. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Neil, been thinking differently, Chris. Thinking differently. Not the usual tax and spend. Yeah. Thinking, thinking innovative ways out of this crisis. Um, although weirdly, as a country, we're paying more tax than we have since records began, yet we have the worst public services since records began. So That's because we failed to grow the pie. <laughs> Only we'd listen to Liz Truss. The pie um, remains annoyingly similarly sized. Uh, right. So, now. Tommy Aragato, Mr. Roboto. Yes. This Ooh. week, we are going to be having a look at, what is. at the Metal Man of Folkville. Uh, if people want to look it up, that's Folkville, like Peter Folk, Colombo, and Ville, as French for town. Is is uh, is this a, a little town where Colombo is revered, or Peter Folk, possibly? Um, I believe this is where the he came statues. from. Oh, okay. This is where he came from, and he named it because he didn't have a surname. It wasn't named after him, everyone who comes from... Well, yeah, oh, so it's yeah. a bit like we had like Leonardo da Vinci because he was from da Vinci. a particular part of Italy. Um, yeah. So he's like, yeah, Peter of Fork. Yes, Forkville, yeah. Fork Town, Peter of Fork Town. Yeah, uh, hello. His real name was Pete, Peter to Fork. I am here, I'm here to go for to go for the world of Colombo. I am Peter from Forkville. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Are we Peter, sure that's Peter just, Fork? Just, just read the snapper. lines. Uh, just one more thing. <laughs> you get the part. Sorry, nice. Um Yeah, so the Metal Man of Peter... The first Falk episode Falk. of Columbo, directed by... Hey, Chris? Huh? The first, first episode. episode of Columbo. Uh, was it Tony Scott? No, Steven Spielberg. Oh. And Peter Falk was like, this lad's a bit too good for TV. There was something wrong. What? That's what he said. No, no, he just, he, he, uh, Peter Thorpe could say he was a good director, like the, the, mm. the way he'd sort of the style he used to in the pilot and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, this, this lad's too good for TV. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it ran well over budget. Yeah. <laughs> and the, rest, well, you know. the rest of them, every single episode in the rest of the series was done on the same set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. Is it, have you seen fact. it? Is it is it spectacularly oh, I have. It's directed? Actually, it's quite well done. I, I'm a bit, yeah, I quite like a bit of Columbo. I started, you know, rewatching some of it during the um, pandemic, and then, you know, yeah, I can't remember. It's, it's, I think it might be free on one of the um, Amazon or something like that. 
Do you, remember when, do you remember when you used to wear that trench coat and call yourself the, the Port Slade Colombo? Well, we don't talk about that, Chris. Oh, okay. Because you didn't have anything underneath, did you? Well, okay. Don't need to get, <laughs> get into specifics. You can okay. throw stones. <laughs> um, so, if you want to have a look at... So, there's pictures of this. Right. This, this lad. Um, I'm in a Forkville. Yeah. So, um, I mean, talking a, about... Got a cheap. bit of a... Bit of a Tin Man vibe. I mean, what I first seen, it looks like a really blurry photo. So I'm going to see if I can find something. Um... Hey, man, this is the seventies. Yeah, you didn't have your ten megapixels. Don't is there worry more than one about it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's a whole reel. It's a lot. Look the same. Let's have a look. Yeah. So I'm going to start reading about him. Fair from, enough. Yeah, he does uh, look like he's in a little Tim Four suit. So I'm going to have a. I'm going to. So the, the so the thing is right. There's lots of different articles, um, but they're all relatively samey. So I'm just going to start off with uh, something from the very popular website, New Cryptology Wiki. Nice. Won't go wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, so while reports of alien encounters seem to be a dime a dozen. There are very few photographs of what eyewitnesses purport to be actual extraterrestrial beings. This case is one of those rare exceptions. And to make matters even more intriguing, pictures were taken by none other than the police chief who was sent to investigate a UFO landing. Oh. See, that's interesting, because... Uh... <clears throat> Trusting, trusting police chiefs. Well, because I've been reading about this, because it's not dissimilar to um, to, to our our finale topic. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. um, But, yeah, it also involves a um, a police source. Um, And apparently that, you know, I was reading about a ufologist who was saying that that makes it a bit more trusted because, you know, somebody in a position of authority. Yeah. You know, they're not going to, less likely to be doing a hoax or something like that. Mm-hmm. Could have PTSD. Um, So, on the soft, that's a weird descriptor, autumn evening of October 17th, 1973, Jeff Greenshaw, then 26-year-old chief of police of Forkville, Alabama, was just settling in with his wife for a well-deserved night of rest, and I reckon some heavy petting. Don't mind if I do. Ma'am, do you mind if I sit here? It was his wife, in fairness. Um, yeah, I know, 20... but they're very formal, aren't they? That's true. Even, yeah. if, it's, even if you're married, you're so... Oh, hello, good lady. Would you mind if I sit down here for some heavy petting? That's how it goes. Why, sir? Why, sir? You have the advantage of me. <laughs> I think we've gone back to the 1920s now, or possibly the 1820s. I don't know. Like it's... I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's true, yeah. Now, where the reflection is, 26, blimey, that's young for chief of police, I would have thought. Is it quite a small town? I don't know. I think so, and I think it's just, like we've mentioned in previous ones, I think it's just the person in the town that has the most guns. Yeah, well, why not? Why not, eh? Saves a bit of money, doesn't it, out of the public purse? So, he was uh, settling down for his night of he ever appeared when he... (laughs) It's not even Alabama accent. That's like that's Louisiana, isn't it? I was going to say, yeah. Was, where are we? This one, Alabama. In Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah. Some kind of south, in it. 
Yeah. Uh, Which is Wayne, though. Yeah, I don't even know. Where is Alabama? It's in a Canadia or something? Yeah. Um, when he received an emergency call just after 10 that would change his life forever. The call was from a nearly hysterical and, to this day, anonymous woman who claimed that an unidentified flying object had landed just outside of town in a field which was owned by Bobby Summerford. Oh, Bob's. Bobby! Oh, BS. Now in Bobby's field, that's what we get our potatoes. Uh, thus begins arguably the second most bizarre case of an alien encounter to come out of the American South in the very same month. Ooh. <laughs> Roswell was the 30s, wasn't it? No, it's 40s, 50s. Oh, okay. well, some decades before. I don't know. But that is the American time. South. That's the American Southwest. Yeah. New Mexico. Although he was off duty, well, you're never off duty if you're chief of police in Fulkville, I'll tell you that much. Not much, much. I wouldn't have so. Greenshaw, abiding by his sworn duty to serve and protect, jumped up, snagging his keys, cuffs, revolver, and almost as an afterthought, his trusty Polaroid camera, on the off chance there might be something worth taking a shot of. He then hopped into his truck, radioed the call in, and flew to the location of the allegedly flying saucer landing. I think drove is better than flew. Maybe they've got flying cars over there, wouldn't surprise me. No, I mean, they're very they're ahead of us, aren't they? They are, well, yeah. Oh. It's all that MIT stuff. Oh, well, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. No, tell me about it. Um, when Grinshaw arrived on the scene, he got out of his truck and patrolled the area, but claimed to find nothing out of the ordinary. The chief then returned to his vehicle and decided to take a drive around Bobby's field before returning home. Greenshaw... I'll check it out. Yeah, when you... Start check, running. He's got to check on, check on the taters. That's true, yeah. So Greenshaw... Really crew, Thanksgiving. Yep. Which I think we are. I think Thanksgiving's... We just, I think it was yesterday. It just happened, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. happy Thanksgiving to anyone who celebrates it. Yeah. And, but, you know... Uh, belated, fairly belated happy Thanksgiving by the time this goes out. But yeah, there was lots of funny stuff on social media about people um, not understanding the Archimedes principle, uh, not understanding the Archimedes principle, and putting turkeys into scalding hot fat. But then obviously the level of the fat oh, rose, yeah. and there oh, was yeah. a, and they all died <laughs> because of flames. <laughs> hey man, if you're gonna if you're gonna not have the deep fried turkey, what's the point of being alive? Well, precisely, yeah. Deserve to be on fire. So, Greenshaw, so, after, uh, where were we? Uh, he was just going to patrol the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greenshaw cruised around the perimeter of Summerford's property, scanning the darkness for anything unusual, mm-hmm. but saw nothing of merit in the murky blackness. Yeah, I assume nothing happens when he goes home. Yeah. That's it, Neil. What yeah, that's the, the evidence. Yeah, it's certainly believable. You can, see why, you can see why I did so much chatting at the start. I mean, yeah, and it'd be quite spooky as well, wouldn't it? Because being out in the dark, I think we might have our first 80-pointer here, Chris. Mm. Yeah, in the south, in the dark. Because really, it's about man's no struggle. Fly, man in a flying well. truck. 
Yeah. It's what it's what this story is really about is that the places that your mind can go when yeah. uh, when you when you're on your own. So uh he then turned down a narrow narrow gravelly path for one final pass. That was when he came face to face with the unthinkable. Really? After traveling down the path for about a hundred yards, Greenshaw saw an entity that he described as a humanoid figure standing in the next road, about uh, next to the road, sorry, about 75 feet away. Mm. The chief got out of his truck and carefully approached with what he still... suggests it wasn't a human. Well, the chief got out of his truck and carefully approached what he still assumed to be a human. Okay thinking that it might be someone in need of assistance. Yeah. Or a good weapon. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's got a gun just in case. Yeah, of course. Got a gun trained on him all times. Greenshaw shouted at his strange companion, but it did not respond. Companion's he, a weird choice of words. There's a lot of weird choices of words in this now, I'll, hmm. I'll, I'll warn you. <laughs> Uh, as he got to within 15 feet of the being, it was being illuminated by his truck's high beams. The chief realised that something was very wrong. Mm. The entity appeared to be wearing some kind of silvery metallic suit that resembled a thick aluminium foil. It's poorly cut as well by the sound of it. Well, you're terribly tailored. It's no, no Savile Row, this. Oh, my God. Goodness, where did you Look get that monstrosity? It's draped over you like a curtain, old man. <laughs> Why not just cut a hole in the burlap sack and be damned with it? Uh, some reports also indicated that its stature was somewhat uh, childlike or simian, <laughs> like a monkey in a spacesuit, which is uh, the name of my prog rock band. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greenshaw described what he saw. It looked like the head and neck were kind of made together. He was real bright, something like rubbing, rubbing mercury on nickel, but just as smooth as a glass, different angles that gave different light in. When I saw him stand in the middle of the road, I immediately stopped in the car and asked if he was a foreigner, but no sound came out of his mouth. He's just Swedish, lad. He's just a Swedish lad. Just dressed in his typical Swedish way. Hey, Big I'm tinfoil. looking uh, <laughs> I'm looking uh, for the road to Birmingham. Uh, do you know the way? Yeah. Hey, are you far enough? Yeah, it's just, for it's just some 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 of the good blues. See, this is the thing. Where right? are the juking joints? <laughs> Where are the juking joints? <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan of the glam metal. Yeah, that's probably what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just a glam rocker. Yeah, it's just a glam rocker. Got lost in a field. <laughs> it's one of Slade, presumably. Yeah, what a Noddy Slade. Holder. Noddy Holder. Noddy Holder, haven't they? Like, done, some, done some LSD. Yeah. He was going to go back to Birmingham. He ended up in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> so Bound out. I could believe it. Would have learned it off now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember getting on an aeroplane. I'm going to third degree from this. <laughs> I was trying to get back to Birmingham. ended up in Birmingham, Alabama. So um, I, wonder, I wonder if I had plane was involved. Oh, that was a terrible <laughs> running accident. Anyway. Yeah, it was, it was good. Night, Went off piece there. Ah, don't worry about it. Adam, uh, 
we don't have any listeners in Birmingham. Oh, uh, fair enough. And we've had more listeners in Birmingham, Alabama Birmingham, than we have in Birmingham, Birmingham England. England. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greenshaw also noted that the thing had an antenna sticking out atop its head. So I can contact the home base, presumably. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right, with all of, like, with these, with the UFO stuff, or, like, people kind of, like, it's it's suspicious to me that the technology that the aliens always have is... Very like, similar to... Very similar human to technology, to human time. technology yeah. at the, of the time. They don't have it. It's not like, oh, they had this stuff and it was unexplainable or anything. Like the early kind of pictures of UFOs, they've got like windows in like submarines and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and now they've completely changed. It's kind of... It, but you say this, Chris, but it might have looked like a radio antenna, but maybe it was like a death ray or something. So we don't know, do we? <laughs> a death ray. I just, yeah, I don't know. Or a mind like, reader. I mean, my phone doesn't have an antenna. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. You think if I can cross the did. vast distances involved, which yeah. would undoubtedly be involved, then, yeah, they'd be fairly well beyond our um, level of technology. It could, but who knows? It could be like Bender from Futurama and it's his penis. Yeah, it could be that. Or maybe it's a bit like that Star Trek episode where they all got stuck in the past and had to use current technology. Spock had to build a computer out of, like, valves and tinfoil and that. Did he? Yeah. Did it work? Of course it did. It did work, of course, yeah. He's a Vulcan, didn't he do anything? It's <laughs> <laughs> one with Joan Collins in it. I've not seen it. Is that a film? Is it a film? Yeah. It, no, it was... Um, not the journey home. It's one of the best the rated whales. episodes. It's, it's called something like City in the Edge of Forever or whatever. Hmm. It's on Netflix. It's worth a, worth a watch, actually. I'm not... I don't really like the original fan, series. Yeah. No, I'm not, I've never gotten through it, but um, that one's worth a watch. It's quite famous. Right. Um, yeah, maybe I will one day. Half an hour out of your day, do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, got other stuff to be getting Probably on with. Not, but yeah, fair enough. Anyway, so, but yeah, no, maybe he's, maybe he's, maybe he's, had to, maybe he's got stuck in the, you know, stuck on Earth That's and had it, to reconstruct himself. To, yeah, that yeah, could be it, couldn't it? it out of these Earth, Earth man materials. You yeah, know, it, I mean, it does look just like um, a bad tinfoil suit and a, Aerial on top, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's, all, that's all the materials he's had. I just yeah. think it's still really funny that the chief of police stopped him and asked if he was a foreigner. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good as well. <laughs> well, you might have thought he was a spy. He's still got Russians. A bit of, um, I've never, I, I ain't never sort of... seen a Russian. Are you a Russian yeah. boy? Um. So. Uh. So it had the antenna, and its movements were jerky and mechanical. And it was simian as like, well. Like the dance, the robot. It's silver, yeah. So, this necklace, wrinkled skin, antenna-bearing robotic description is not unlike Charles Hickson's observation of his own freakish intergalactic kidnappers, the Pascagoula alien abductors who had picked up Hickson and his young friend Calvin Parker in Mississippi just days before this event. Oh, okay, so that was the one they were alluding to. Yeah. So got two, we've got two eyewitnesses here now and photographic evidence, three eyewitnesses. It's what, yeah, what game you set and match. What, what more do you need, sceptics? So 
It's possible that Greenshaw might just have encountered the same ostensibly extraterrestrial entities that have allegedly abducted the two Mississippi dock workers on the evening of Thursday, October 11th, 1973. It would be curious to note whether or not Parker or Hickson had ever seen the Forkville photos and what their opinions were if they had. So they never went, what was the set? Mm. So quickly, the shocked Greenshaw realised he was dealing with something unknown and, pushing his panic aside with years of police training, 26... Yes, because they not that many. ...had the presence of mind to pick up his instant camera... Well, we don't know. He might have been like, um, you know... He might have a, Doogie Howser. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he was 10 when he first... Might be like Boss Baby. Yeah. <laughs> the presence of mind. I mean, you assume up. he hasn't had more than 20 years on the force, but I suppose that's reasonably... But could have, you know, I could... I don't know, like... Well, he can't have started earlier than six, can he? We could have. Well, technically, well... Yeah, Unlikely, I mean, that's how I'm pitching that. Look, it's unlikely, but... It's possible, isn't it? You don't know. Like, maybe no one else wanted the job. Unlikely, but possible. That's, that's the... Uh, why, why, are what why are you saying 20 years? Why are you saying 20 years on the job specifically? I I'm just saying it couldn't, it couldn't have been more than 20. Well, whatever it matters. The point we're making is that 26 is not going to have probably that many no. years of experience. Anyway, he had the presence of mind to pick up his instant camera and shoot four photographs. The first Polaroid shows nothing but inky darkness and a flash of silver. Mm. But the next three images hit the jackpots. Nice. In the photos, one can clearly see a human-like figure walking wearing a wrinkly metallic suit, which is reflecting the flash from the Polaroid's bulb. Perhaps believing that it was being attacked by a human with some kind of light beam weapon... <laughs> The creature almost in put on his light reflective suit. Uh -huh, idiot. Uh, the creature almost instantaneously turned and began sprinting across the field at speeds far in excess of those capable by a human being. Again, it's quite low tech, isn't it? You just, you know, just cheesed it. Well, I don't know, Neil. <laughs> Do you consider the peak of? natural evolution to be low-tech do you yeah just just uh just the whole of uh millions of years of evolution you're saying that's not advanced enough tech for you well not for my alien friend but i think you're weird well there we go <laughs> anyway so yeah so he's decided to sort of run off but but at, at speeds that no man could catch him fair enough yeah but i assume he gets in the Gets back in the truck and tries to follow him. Well, you'll find out, won't you? I will do. Greenshaw notice. Note, well, maybe, maybe not. certainly clam up. Yeah, well, do you yeah, know what? We're like, done with this one now. If this attitude which you're giving me, I'm thinking that I might start clamming up. Mm. Yeah? Do you know what? Like, if you're not going to cooperate, I'm not going to cooperate. Fair enough. <laughs> right, well, that's this week's episode. Yeah, that's that one wrapped up. We won't bother with scores. <laughs> didn't, didn't get enough out. Bye. See ya. Um, Greenshaw noted that it seemed to be heading in the general direction of Lacon, which is about three miles away from Forkville. Uh, the chief might not get burger joint there or something. Yeah, um, Lacon's nice um, a French 
French clothes manufacturer, isn't it, as well? Uh, vaguely rings about. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot going on. You've got Peter Falks, you've got yeah. French clothes manufacturing outlet stores or whatever. So the chief reacted swiftly and ran back to his truck. There you go, Neil. There you go. And took off in pursuit of the metal man. Greenshaw would state that he managed to accelerate his truck only to about 35 miles per hour due to the rough terrain of the field and to protect the spurts, <laughs> but that he was still completely outrun by this unusual entity, which, not unlike Finland's uh, Kinula humanoid or London's notorious spring Jack, which we have, which we looked I've at in series one, I think. many years ago, yeah. Seemed to be able to defy the laws of gravity with its speed and spring-like jumps. According to Greenshaw, he ran bizarre way. He seemed to have springs on the feet for the propulsions. He could cover about three meters in every way. He was running faster than any human I ever saw. Well, how do we know this isn't spring Jack? Because he turned up in America at some point, didn't he? He was knocking around till about the 60s, I think, was the last we heard of him. No, he wasn't in, in America Liverpool. ever. Did you not go to no. he, might have, he might have gotten over there. Well, he might have been done. But, I mean, didn't we conclude that Spring Hill Jack was just some posh lads doing pranks? Probably, yeah. But who knows, Chris? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? I think posh lads might have decided to go and do pranks in Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Pop on a 10 4 C, mm-hmm. get your springs on. Tend to be an alien. So... During this frantic off-road pursuit, Greenshaw claims he lost control of his truck and slid into a ditch. Oh, oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. At which point he watched as the creature slipped into the darkness, never to be seen again, leaving Grenshaw with only his haunting memories of the event and a single uh, con- and a single controversial Polaroid. Well, I thought we had three, anyway. Uh, unlike Hickson and Parker, who seemed, for better or worse, to be destined for fame following the aforementioned alien encounter in Pascagoula, Greenshaw's experience was instantly met with sceptical derision, if not outright ridicule. Mm. Within months of revealing his bizarre encounter, the chief of police was terminated by the town council Oh, this is quite bad. His marriage fell apart. And just when it seemed matters couldn't get any worse, his home was burnt to the ground. <laughs> okay. okay, so he's not had a good year, has he? He's not had a good year at all. I feel a bit bad now. I mean, the thing I'll say, I mean, okay, you know, he had some votes. I mean, yeah, even if it was like a hoax or whatever, it's a yeah, bit yeah, harsh. Then why your wife shouldn't leave you and you lose your job and yet maybe lose your job. But um house even, burnt to the ground. Yeah, I mean Demotion, maybe? I don't know. It seems a bit drastic. Well, the thing is, if it, if the police are anything like the rules of being police in the UK, which are not from being a police officer, but having worked closely-ish with them in the past, I know um, honesty is like a really important thing. Yeah. But, so you can lose your job for lying. No, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they... Hmm. Because, like, it's, like, the, the idea is that you're held to higher standards. I mean, like, we all know that it's not necessarily the case, but, like, you know, the idea yeah, is yeah. that you're held to higher standards and that, you know, like, you if, you, 
if you break the covenants of yeah of yeah. being honest, then you can get a chop. Um, so all of the above factors have thrown kerosene on the already brightly burning flames of the UFO conspiracy theory surrounding this event, and more to the point, give a clear indication as to why most contactees and eyewitnesses remain silent regarding their unusual experiences. Some ufologists believe that the Metal Man was a robotic scout for an extraterrestrial landing craft, while skeptics maintain it was a hoax per uh, perpetrated by Greenshaw and an unknown accomplice, brackets likely a child, don't know where they're getting that from, who was clad in a tinfoil costume. The images that Greenshaw snapped were collected and sent for analysis by Walt Andrus, a director at MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. The conclusions drawn by the analytics were that the encounter was almost was most likely a fabrication, probably inspired by the furore surrounding the recent Pascagoula case, and that aluminium foil, or perhaps more ambitiously, an asbestos fire suit, which uh, coated in all air reflected aluminium, was used to create the unusual look of the creature. Interestingly, the negatives of the Greenshaw pictures that were studied by MUFON seem to show the images of a flying saucer amongst them, though no one's ever claimed to have photographed that object initially reported. Mm. Mm. There's a UFO in the background, which he didn't spot. I'm, would, I'm a bit confused now. There's because of Polaroids, aren't they? Do they have negatives? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, is it in like the the little white bit at the bottom? Bit at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, perhaps the pictures are from another alleged UFO case, or maybe there's more to this story than has previously been told. While it's virtually impossible to ascertain whether or not. Hit, uh, his is a real close encounter or a fraud, it seems clear that Chief Greenshaw garnered no financial gain or positive notoriety, even though encounter has been mentioned in numerous books detailing alleged encounters due to his experiences, and while he managed to rebuild some semblance of a normal life, all reports indicate that he continues to regret his encounters with the unknown. Hmm... It's interesting because I'm looking at um, there's obviously different versions of this story, or because well, it depends on how you define that. They've made it a bit more tragic there because I'm looking at the Common Tribune mm. from 2021, and according to this, um, yes, I've got that. I'm going to have a look at that in a minute. Oh yeah, I mean, it looks like basically it looks like he went on to have a reasonably happy life. Actually, like he didn't make money out of it, but he, you know, he. Uh, I mean, I'm going to assume if his wife left him, then he remarried. But, you know, he raised kids and, you know, got back on his feet and whatnot, by the sounds of it. So, so we're going to have a little look at the uh, um, Carmen Tribune now. Okay. This is by Chris Perry from July 10th, 2021. Just because there's a bit more from Greenshaw in this, isn't there? There's some other, yeah, and there's some other bits and pieces that he mentions as well. Yeah, so I'll let you, let me pick those bits out. So, Greenshaw, who rarely gives interviews about that night, sat down for an interview with Red uh, Water Filmworks less than a year ago to discuss what he saw that night. He said, 
I was hired in January of 1973, and this all came down October 17, 1973. He would resign from his position a week later. So, was he sacked? Did he resign? Mm. Was he pushed now, or was well, he was he advised to resign? Advised, yeah, be easy all round. So, what did he see? His first thoughts was that he was simply dealing with an idiot yeah. <laughs> or a foreigner. Uh, he explained, after that, things were just so strange. This wasn't real. It wasn't really happening, but it was happening to me. Why me? He was looking at a figure, slightly taller than six feet, wearing reflective metal material, the green shot described, saying, my initial thoughts are maybe it was aluminium foil, but there were no pieces around there after it was all over. I don't know what to believe at that point. He described the suit in his reports from that evening, saying, it looked like the head and neck kind of made together. He was real bright, something like rubbing mercury on nickel, but as smooth as glass, different angles getting didn't lighten. The movement of the figure was not human-like. Whenever I think about it, when I was a child, I used to watch the movie Lost in Space. The robot in that movie, it kind of reminded me of that to some extent. That looked like it was made out of old Hoover parts then. Yeah. I mean, that was just a lot of cardboard boxes and Hoover covered in tin form, more or less. Yeah, but... Um, Nielsen's in that movie as well. It was a TV series, wasn't it, Lost in Space? It was a TV series, but it was originally a movie. I think it was um, Have you seen an the modern, adaptation of a show. Have you seen the modern no. one? What, with Battle of Blank? No, 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 no. The modern TV series on... Oh, no, no, no. Any good? Nah, not really. I didn't didn't really... Yeah, nah. didn't, didn't look. T- I've I've never seen the movie with Matt LeBlanc or or any TV series. I've only seen. I think I saw the original movie years ago. So, but yeah, very fake looking. Yeah, yeah. I with can't a, remember. The, I'm like assuming fish, the TV like series like a fish bowl for a head with like yeah, like a um, fishbowl head, and then like a sort of just like on top of a cardboard box with like Hoover attachments for arms, kind of looking thing. So. Greenshaw grabbed his Polaroid 2 camera and sent about four photos of whatever was standing in front of him. Before he took the photos, he did speak to the figure. He explained, I see a sign to refer to Howard, a stranger. And there was no response at all. I didn't push my luck. At that point, I reached in and turned the blue lights on the patrol car to see how it reflected the material really was. Then when I looked back, I was, it was moving away from me, so I decided to chase it down. And if I had to, run it over. That didn't happen either. Why would you have to run it over? I don't... Look, he's resisting arrest. No, that's true. Mow him. Mow the fuck I'm surprised down. he hasn't gotten the old, yeah, the old gun out and started taking a few pot shots yet. Wow. Do you reckon that was why he had to resign? Because <laughs> he hadn't unloaded 49 clips. He hadn't unloaded at least three clips yet. <laughs> Clearly going outside the operational parameters. When you come back from a patrol with the Very Alabama State Police, they they count how many bullets you've got, and if it's the same as the amount as when you went out, then you're on. So you're yeah. then I, I in, internal affairs start looking into yeah. you. All right. He took the photos and laid them out on the console of the patrol car. When he looked back, the figure was moving. He said, "It wasn't moving just like you or I would move. It's like it had springs on its feet or something." And the strange being was said to have run away, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, it eventually lose sight of the figure after crashing his prod car. Yeah. And it but... went into the darkness. Yeah, so it's a slightly different version of events from the other one, isn't it? I know. Yeah, interesting. 
So he had the four photos he took in a safe place for several years following the encounter, but he claims almost 10 years later, to the date, someone broke into his home and stole the four pictures. Jane, it was he, the alien. It was like, oh, I look good on those. <laughs> I'll put these on my I've Tinder got some talent left, yeah. Um, he filed a police report in 1983 regarding the break-in. Also missing were his service revolver and shotgun. Well, if he'd Why resigned you, 10 yeah, years well, ago, he's still got a service, service revolver. Yeah. Revolver. yeah. Every, just... every cliched TV series I've seen, you've got to turn in your gun in your badge. You've got to turn in your gun badge when you resign. Well, yeah. I would have thought that was fairly... Uh... No, you keep that, don't worry, mate. That's right. Uh, you need more bullets for it? Yeah, it's something to remember you by. Yeah. I filled this backpack full of bullets. Yeah, nice. Um, drop by if you need that topping up. That's no. You know. Um, we look after our own man's here. Exactly, yeah. Look, it might not have worked. But you've now, left under a cloud, but, but you know. Come on. Um, I took them out and looked at them frequently for those 10 years that I had them. I thought, that's really weird. The only three things I had with me that night the shotgun in the car, the service revolver, and the pictures all three of them came up missing. He said, I pretty well, I pretty well withdrew myself from the public for years. All right, you weren't like Warren Beatty, <laughs> withdrawing from public life. Yeah, and he's in, you assume at first. But mind you, I suppose if you're the chief of police, you probably would have been sort of going around and getting to know people. I don't know how big is this, this place. It's not. I don't think it's a big yeah. place. Yeah, it's not like it's the coast of Hollywood or whatever. But yeah, so I think what he means is he, you know, kept himself to himself. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't he wouldn't do interviews about it and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. So people made life difficult for Greenshaw after he recounted his experience that night. People who were supposed to be my friends. The only thing I found out is that I couldn't really trust anyone. I withdrew, I ran, and I went places to try and get away from it. Mm-hmm. Greenshaw and his wife raised five children, three of whom were adopted. That's nice. Yeah. And he added... I turned out to be a person I never dreamed I'd be because of what happened. It made me hard, but it made me strong as well. I came close to losing my sanity, but my wife and God kept me from losing my sanity. I'm going for the Oscar, Chris. I've, I've already got it in the back. It's a bit overwritten, to be honest with you. That's the only thing that kept me going. I'm still a believer in life after death. And at one point, I didn't believe there was any other life source in the universe. But that really changed. He's a believer in, uh, in alien existence now. Mm. He is. And God. Uh, Greenshaw never sought financial gain from the encounter. If anything, sticking to his accounts at Strange Awards Evening made his life incredibly difficult and left him isolated and ridiculed by many. What do you believe or don't believe in Grenshaw's encounter? Was with an extraterrestrial being, one thing is certain. He definitely witnessed something strange in the field that night. Uh, it's not certain. I don't, no. I don't think, I think in fairness, you know, I mean, it's, it could have been a hoax, and then he, yeah. but then he stuck to his story because he's just being bloody-minded. That does happen. Um, well, you, you, get, you know, like well, double down, isn't it? Yeah. He would have made a good politician. (laughs) Double down. Um, But at the same time, it could have been somebody doing a hoax. 
in the him. field and he didn't know he just stumbled across them. I mean the fact that they run away at more than 35 miles an hour but if your adrenaline's <laughs> up you don't really know how fast you're driving yeah I don't know it could have been someone coming back from a uh, a Wizard of Oz theme party do you know yeah. what I mean or a Lost in Space Halloween costume a Lost in, lost in Space yeah. sex party yeah what do they call it they call themselves um, space juicers. Yes, isn't it? It's very quite popular. Quite popular in the south. Um, well, that's the story. Now. That's the story. Should we go through our scoring system? Yeah, you kind of want to believe them, don't you? It's um, uh, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so Neil, spookiness. Um. I mean, okay, so it's the 70s, you kind of out of field. I mean, assuming it's, as he sort of said, and it was kind of like, he, you know, the photo does really look a bit sort of tinfoil and all the rest of it, but given the benefit of the doubt, it did look much weirder in, in person. Yeah, I mean, it would be, I mean, he's not, it's not threatened him or anything, has it? And he's he still had the um, presence of mind to be able to whip out Polaroid and take a few photos. I mean, so that's, 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 that's the suspicious thing, isn't it? Why, when answering a... Well, I get, actually, no, I get, if, if you were told... You, if it was a UFO, UFO thing, you know, well, I will yeah, bring a camera in because you never true. know. That's you might true. see something. I don't, I don't yeah. have a massive problem. Even though you probably almost certainly fake, there might be something weird to have a look at. Yeah, um, no, that's true. It wasn't a... No, it, yeah, because I was thinking, well, if you just called out on the police... Call, it was a random I, thing. Why would you bring a camera along? But yeah, you can tell it was actually... I mean, the fact that it was an anonymous call... Mm. And he's had to immediately respond to it. I mean, did you really have to? I mean, um, it sounds like it could just be some kids fucking about. Well, I've just seen a UFO of... in this field, and then someone's there dressed in a hazmat suit or something. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, where they would have got the costumes and stuff with. But yeah, well, I mean, difficult. See, I think it basically boils down to two things, doesn't it? Either he's dreamt up a hoax, but for what reason we can't or he's really. Been... No, three things. Go on. So he's dreamt up a hoax, or he's yeah. been hoaxed. Yeah, or, that was my second one. Or yeah. it's a tin man from outer space. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't paying a lot of credence to the third option, but yeah, you're right. No, that's one, that's so one possibility. One possibility we shouldn't rule out. Um, but yeah, genuine encounter. Um, encounter with a hoax where he hasn't realised it's a hoax or it's mm. you know potentially a, a hoax that he's in on. Um, so come on then. Anyway, Give me some numbers. It's not it's not that spooky. Um, I mean, if you were genuinely believing it was something, you know, from another planet or whatever, that would be yeah, a little bit spooky, I suppose. And just something out in the middle of the field you're not expecting. Yeah, I'd give it a four. It's four. So um yeah, I think so. I think like you can imagine it's like no street lights, it's fucking dark. You're going down this road yeah, and then suddenly you see something weird. I think that could shit. I mean, I think just naturally as a human, that would spook you up a bit. So I think for him it's probably spooky. Am I am I particularly spooked by the thought of tin men from space? Not really. Unless they're real. And then yeah. I don't know. I mean, even then, like it's kind of like mm. depends what they want, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends what they're gonna run away with their spring heeled legs. Yeah, then again like cowards. Fucking cowards. Maybe you thought he was in a race. Yeah. That's Maybe. the alien's sort of starter gun is when you, you have like a Polaroid flash. A light, yeah, Polaroid flash, go. Chase me. <laughs> Maybe it's flirting. Playing it, yeah. Chase me, chase me. 
<laughs> Shut that door. Oh, chess. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe he was flirting. Um, yeah, but flirting can, but flirting can be scary. Mm. You know, if it's someone you're not interested in, or if it's someone you are interested. in, Both cases, yeah. it's a nerve wracking experience. So because of that, I'm giving it a six now. Uh, believe, believe, believe. cleared that up. <laughs> So believability. So uh, something's happened because there's pictures, right? So obviously yeah. it's got some believability. Do I believe it's something from outer space? Probably not. Um, but something's happened, so I'm going to give it a 7 nil. Blimey. Um, I'm probably going to get lower because, <laughs> yes, we've got photo evidence. I mean, it's a bit weird that stuff got stolen, but there you go. Um, but it's not some... I mean, it, I mean, if anything, it kind of like... It doesn't really... Again, it's one of these really, really grainy things. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it just shows a vaguely humanoid, well, it just shows what looks like a person wrapped up in tinfoil, frankly, with an mm. antenna on top of their helmet. Um, it's nothing you can easily mock up. Uh, I don't think the photo can constitutes that much evidence. I'm prepared to believe he may have, it may have been a hoax that he's, he may have, you know, mm, he might have just tricked. came out in the middle of, you know, and he, he was kind of like, you know, bored kids. Yeah. Or, or you know, or, or whatever, just somebody. So, yeah. I'm... But the thing is, right? They've got to be pretty stupid, bald kids, as well, because these guys have got a lot of firepower. So, I mean, it's probably a more innocent time, wasn't it? Where it wasn't as nah. I don't know. Well, I mean, depending. Has on... there ever been an innocent time in Alabama? No. Okay. Fair enough. But, yeah. I mean, no, I'm just thinking it might not have been. So yeah, I really don't know. Trigger happy. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of other terrible... Yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of other bad things happening at the same time, but um, maybe weren't quite as trigger-happy, perhaps, but maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got the... the Not a risk the stats. The t- no, fair enough. No, that's the back now. Um, I just think, you know, imagining if you're in a kind of, like, quite rural area where everyone knows each other, yeah, yeah. there's probably less likelihood of, you know... Yeah. People just... So, come on, then. Guns first. Um, but, yeah, I... No, it's not inherently believable for me. It's I'm going to give it a four. Another four. four. Okay, narrative premise, Neil. I mean, you've got the fact that... Um, I mean, I always think, like, you could do an interesting thing about somebody who believes what they've seen, and so there's not there's nothing particularly interesting about the tin man in a field, frankly. It's just, you know... He's not been abducted or anything. There's far juicier ones in terms of all of that. Um, but maybe he's trying to find his find a heart. Yeah, well, you, you could look into the motivations of the Tim Man, I suppose. There's one thing. But I suppose in terms of a narrative, you know, whether or not you... I mean, the, the fact that he's kind of... I mean, we've seen this before on one of them, haven't we, where his life kind of fell apart because everyone mm. just thought that it was, you know... It, it was obviously yeah, it happens a quite a lot. Rest of it. Yeah. yeah. Some of them seem to become almost celebrities and some of them seem to be, you know, uh, what you know, Pariahs become pariahs, exactly. So, yeah, I mean that's probably where I take that. But yeah, there's not, it's not a lot to her concept here. There's not a lot that happens. Um, I think the only weird detail is, I, mean, I suppose, both the suit itself and then the fact that he kind of run away at super speeds. But I mean, again, none of that's massively um, different from what you've seen before, and it all looks like a bit of cheap sci-fi. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Mm. It's going to be another four for me. Four. Maybe I'll end up with four fours. It's going to be interesting. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's great. I think the narrative premise for me is that the uh, it, that it was it was flirting. It was like a mating thing, and definitely not something we made up during the schooling round. It doesn't matter. That's yeah. that's how. I it's mean, how these all, things all, all stories are made up. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so it was flirting with him. All this stuff happens. His, his wife leaves him. I'd be interested to know if um, the two because he's got five kids, three of which are adopted. I'd be interested to know if the two which aren't adopted are half Tin Man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's something to have a look at. Maybe that, maybe it's a, a love for the ages. So, uh, But nonetheless, I'm giving it a four. Fair enough. Um, reach, not massive, I don't think. Um, I, I found it rather than knew about it. Um, so, so it's been in some sort of quite specific books, and obviously it's known a bit in the area, but I don't think it's very big, so I'm giving it free. Okay. I mean, not really much to say on that one. Doesn't doesn't seem to have a massive amount of reach, but I'm going to give it a four again just for symmetry reasons. Very nice. So that's an overall score of 34. Mm. That's nice. It's not right in the middle. No, Good. We've, gone a bit, we've gone a bit to the left of the bell curve Love this it. week. Um, if you uh, are a tin man and are interested in uh, joining the podcast, yeah, then teach us ways. Please, uh, please email us at urburb.legends uh, with an s dot podcast at gmail dot com, or for anything else, or uh, any comments or ideas. We're all, ears are always open, and uh, you can also on we're on X slash Twitter at Legends Urbane. Um, but that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we are on our final episode series of the series. Yeah. After that, so Series 6 will be starting in the new year, on the 4th, but over Christmas, between, so starting Christmas Day and finishing New Year's Eve, we will be doing a mini-series of uh, daily half-hour episodes just because we know that's a boring period. And for the next couple of weeks, I'll um, I'll be putting out a couple of classics, which is two episodes from the first series, but wedged together and cutting out a load of stuff. So uh, enjoy them if you can or dare. But yeah. apart from that, we'll, we will see you next week for the finale. And if you uh, have recently had... Thanksgiving, I hope it was good laugh and uh, you uh, put on a few trouser or dress sizes. <laughs> nice. It's an eating holiday. Um, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.